There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Hello. Hello, ladies. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Mom Cult Podcast. (laughs) Our guest today is one of my oldest friends. We met working together at the infamous Loveless Cafe. Wow. She had a musical theater degree, so naturally we became fast friends. (laughs) Uh, She's held a significant uh, place in my life. I think it's safe to say she became part of my extended family Mm -hmm. before she moved back to LA, where she got married, had all three of her girls, and then she moved back to Nashville a couple years ago after losing her husband to brain cancer back in 2019. Mm -hmm. She now owns and works at his publishing company, along with some nonprofit work and, of course, has been holding down the fort at home like a champ. Mm. So welcome to my dear friend who's probably mad at me for how little we see each other. And I'm sorry. It's actually true. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that out loud. <laughs> welcome. Which brings us here today. Welcome, yeah. Jesse Busby. <laughs> Yay. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, check in, Jesse. How's your, how's your week? How's your day? My day is good. I'm tired, but as I said earlier, I went to the doctor this morning, which was like just one of those things in life. It's like, how do you make time for yourself and the things that actually need to happen? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like my list is so, so long right now, but I made the appointment yesterday. They happened to have an appointment available. That is lucky. And saw just an amazing, inspiring nurse practitioner. Um, yeah, it was a, just wanted to talk about actually my antidepressant situation. I got on an antidepressant when I, well, my youngest Imogen was about six months old. I was going through a really rough time in my marriage and also, you know, just some natural postpartum stuff Mm -hmm. and decided to try that avenue and, um, did you notice a, a difference? Yeah, I did. It just kind of leveled out, I would say, my sadness. It leveled mm-hmm. out my sadness. It kind of just helped bring that more to a, a level that is like tangible that you can feel like you can yeah, do something about. Just good in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, because you just, especially when your kiddos are young and. I breastfed. I actually breastfed her until she was almost three. Oh, you know, you're the you, wow. Shout as out. you know, <laughs> you give and you give and you give and you give. And I would say that um, I definitely don't regret how we did things when my kids were young. Like I know it was it was the right choice for me and the girls and our you know and Buzz and just our family entity, um, but. It sucks the life out of you, (laughs) (laughs) literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that was a helpful thing. And then today, um, you know, I have two pills left and it was just like, okay, if I, if I don't do this for myself, like I'm going to crash and it could not, it it could really potentially be bad for all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, We, we, it's like we're required to stay on top of taking care of ourselves. Right. Because we know what the 
the outcome is going to be if we let things go for too long. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I saw this lovely nurse practitioner, his name's Cody. And we just, it was so, it was so sweet and inspiring because it was about my mental health one, but also just like the other, just regular standard health things. Mm -hmm. And he just said to me, you know, I'm, I'm totally holistic in the way that I think and, and do my practice. But he said, there is something just so good about modern medicine and the tools that they can be, right. the ways that they can help us. And, and I said, you know, that is exactly what I needed to hear. Cause I'm, I'm in a place where I actually want to not be on it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, you know, three years ago was, well, September was a three year mark of Buzz, my husband passing. And so that, you know, that's a good amount of time. And I've done a lot of work and I feel like it's just, it's time to kind of start that conversation of what other yeah. ways can I take care of myself? Yeah. Like, yes, I need to have my prescription filled for my Zoloft, but let's begin the conversation of how can we wean off of that? Mm -hmm. And what are the other things that are going to be good for your life? Right. Um, from a medical standpoint that yeah. can just help you in your journey. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, it, it was just a really inspiring, good conversation. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So nice when things just work out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, that's exactly how it felt. And it's funny because, and this is, you know, part of my journey has been because of who my husband was and just the legacy he left and the human that he was, um, because he had this platform in music and had a lot of success. I mean, I literally meet people every day who I've never met, but who totally know who he is. <laughs> and that's what happened with, with Cody, mm -hmm. the nurse practitioner. And it was just like, he literally started crying when I told him, because I said, I have I lost my husband three years ago and I have mm -hmm. three daughters and we relocated from Los Angeles two years ago and it's been really, really hard. And five months after he died, the pandemic hit and yeah. then we moved across the country and it's just, just been a lot. Hasn't had, yeah. not had a break. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then just because Buzz was this, you know, especially in Nashville in the music industry, just a, he, a public figure in a way, you know, um, a celebrity, I guess, of sorts, mm -hmm. um, yeah. in this world. And, um, so for him to have the connection of knowing who this man was and then hearing me tell about my story and some of the details of what my journey has been was yeah. like, could just tell that he wanted to help. Yeah. And that it meant something to him. And I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good day, I'd say. So far, so good, <laughs> ladies. And then you got to come here. I know. It's better than that. <laughs> and I'm drinking a, a matcha. <laughs> All right, Sarah, you're up. Yep. Um, well, I, you know, these are all my, this is just pages and pages of my check-in. I like um, thought about my check-in a lot and just started crying every time. And maybe just being emotional, but. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that route, which really, um, maybe I will. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think this it's going like to, I good think time. it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Parker is, 
Uh, maybe you can cut this because I think I've covered it. But kids at mm, so he started a new school. God, shut up about the new school. We have got it that he started a new school. Um, all the kids are a lot, or most of them are a lot older. And seeing him, this is just general. Every time he has a struggle, then I'm hit with, oh, here's another thing that you need to work on in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Every it's single so fun. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is good because it I is love helpful. working on myself nonstop. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's another thing that just makes – like I – yeah. Anyway. Um, New triggers. See. Kids are – Yeah. <laughs> New old triggers. Oh, right, 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 oh, right. I right, forgot right, about right. you. Yes. Hi. Um, <laughs> Your so. banter is very funny too. <laughs> oh, actually, that's one check. Hey, hey. that brings Ooh. me to my point, which is um, something about this podcast is if people keep telling me that I'm funny, which occasionally, like once every two months happens via the podcast, I would literally keep doing this. For the rest Forever, of your life. If one person says they thought <laughs> one thing that I said was funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's just, just if he's ever sad or he has a long day and I don't even, he's three. He doesn't tell me exactly what happened, but he'll say like, so-and-so's a bad guy. Or, oh, <laughs> oh. And I'm like, oh. Um, anyway, that's not this morning. Moving on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are funny. I'm just. Uh-oh. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another couple of years in the bag. Um, this morning, leaving for school. He hasn't wanted – we've gone to a costume party. Today is costume day at school. Tomorrow is costume day at the other school. He will not put on a costume for anything. I've tried to bribe him, and, well, I'm just going to say it. I sometimes will bribe him with a screen to, like, do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a shame, like, yeah. I'm going to throw up. How <sighs> dare you? Anyway, that's a lot of guilt. I've so never done that. You don't have to. No, you I don't have never to, done that. I don't no, think any once. other mom has ever done <laughs> that. It's only you. I think it's just you. It's just you. <sighs> you don't have to judge it because, like, if you could feel what I feel in my body saying that out loud, <laughs> you're I'm judging yourself. Away, and crawl that. under the table and <laughs> yeah. Just, anyway, um, so that the hippie school is like breeding that out of him. And today, I was like, if you will put on this football jersey. I will let you watch whatever on the way, mm-hmm. like the five-minute ride to school. And he was like, nope. And he wanted a pen and coloring stuff. And I was like, yep, that is good. And I still am really like way too frustrated that you're not going to put on this costume. And I was so – I was like, what am I worried about? Are you like trying to work through it in the moment? What, what is, what's the problem? Am I worried that the other kids are going to have on costumes and you're going to be embarrassed that people – Right. Like, and people I still are going right to make now, fun of him if he's not wearing – if he's the only uh, one yeah. not wearing a costume. Yeah. yeah. I was like mad about it. And right. st- And I still can't figure out like what exactly even – I guess it's that. Well, I think, as, I think as parents <laughs> – I think as parents we, we worry about so many of the possible outcomes. Like we're already anxious about something that might not even happen. Mm-hmm. And so because our kids are not – there's just an immediate there's a there's a clashing there of us just going, oh yeah, this is just another reminder that I just gotta let it go. Yeah, <laughs> let it go. So it's, yeah. Hard. That's a good you said, yeah. I don't know if you said that while we were recording, but you kind of sang let it go at the beginning, yeah. Jesse. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And um our cu- like something that our couple therapist said has made me think, and I think of it like a ten thousand times a day, which is every single choice I make is not the biggest deal in his entire life and isn't right. going to send him every single choice because that's sometimes how I feel. Okay. Right. 
And I'm like, that's a lot to carry. It is. It's too much. And that's silly. And so I'm like taking yeah. a big, which is crazy. I know that I've said, maybe I've said, I don't know. It's like, I see that that's been happening. And now I'm going, that's way too much. Right. There's too many choices. Well, but the older they get, the new new situations are constantly going to be brought up and mm-hmm. pushed on you where you're going to have to, we're constantly reacting to who knows what. Yeah. Did you talk to his teacher or one of the teachers about just his adamant refusal to put on the costume? Yeah. And she said- What do they say? I mean, I'm just curious like how she supported you because that's what they're to do, right? Um, So I don't know what the people tomorrow will do, obviously, but she today was like, no problem. She's awesome. And she was like, there's a kid upstairs already crying. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. she had been texting Mm -hmm. like, she's real (laughs) casual. Like she texted like every parent in the class last night to say- Listen, I totally forgot that we were doing trick or treat tomorrow. So I'm going to be <laughs> able to. She was at Walmart at like 6 yeah. a.m. and we all brought like stuff for them to trick or treat. So it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And he's three. And I'm, so it's, it's a good thing. It's right. growth. And I will say this I did want to give myself credit that I laughed at myself in the moment when I was like, this is crazy. Um, uh-huh. And I'm just like a little hungry now, so I'm extra anxious. But like I was fine this morning. I just want to say that. It's all right. She's got apples right here to snack <laughs> you need a string cheese or something. She'll start to calm down as the episode goes on. <laughs> I need a pouch. <laughs> I need a pouch. <laughs> a yogurt pouch. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the protein you need. It is. It, you know what? It That's is. what Cody just told her. She needed more protein. So he did. I'm about to just go house while y'all talk. I'm going to, y'all, y'all don't know this that you're listening to, but I'm going to walk out of the room and just <laughs> house seven string cheeses. <laughs> you're right. It is protein that I need all the time. Anyway. So that's my check-in just an ever evolving, mm-hmm. like knockdown drag out battle with all Yourself. the anxiety <laughs> in the entire world. And you know what? It's getting better. It's getting easier. Yeah. It is getting better. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, you know, it's still your first kid. The yeah. first kid is just, they mess you up. They mess you up. Those and I don't know if it kids. ever stops. Like, well, I don't know what age the messing you up stops. It's, well, it gets, because it's it your gets first. easier because you're like, I don't, I cannot, I can't, I can't yeah, give I you can't. time. I can't, <laughs> I, I'm I literally can't out force you to do anything. <laughs> don't get any pets. Oh my God. On top of it. Oh man. That's, we just got a new kitten and that was like. I'm like, why did I do that? Um, I just made a protein shake with straight city tap water so I could hurry. Just so you know. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. You should ask Cody about that. Oof. Cody has <laughs> Cody has no idea how, how long was that chatted about. How popular. I mean, we were like, you want to just go get lunch? <laughs> do you want to get married? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Are you single? Let's Joy. See. Let's see. Um, I just wrote down hair drama because <laughs> oh, that is. A pretty constant struggle is the brushing of the hair, how to teach your child how to properly brush their hair. And she just doesn't want my help. She doesn't want to learn how to do it properly, yet she also doesn't want to deal with the matted knots that she gets from not taking care of her hair. We're talking about Ava, right? Yeah. Um, And I totally have a new understanding of my mom chopping all my hair off, like bowl cut chopping my hair off, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of moms in our generation did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. I'm like, I would, I, I would consider that just to not ever have to have this conversation ever again. And let's see, she's in a Taekwondo class, which has been really awesome. 
Like she, she is, she's thriving in that environment. Like it's very, they have to say yes, sir. After everything he says, um, she's got to learn all these different combinations of things. They can all count to 10 in Korean already. Um, very cool. Yeah. I got to, Jeremy usually takes her, but I got to take her yesterday. And it's one of those things where you know, parents, when you when you have to stay somewhere, when your kid's in a class, you can't really talk to other parents because it's pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. But, like, no one's even really on their phone. It's just so fascinating to, like, you just don't want to take your eyes off of what they're doing. That's awesome. Um, that is very awesome. She loves it. And it's not crazy expensive. And it's close to home. And we get to pick which two days every week we want to bring her. So it's not even a set schedule. Oh, There's wow. flexibility, which is really nice, too. And she meets other kids that way? Yeah, and kids all different ages. So some kids she's can help kind of be a teacher with, and then there's also older kids that she can learn from. So it's really nice. I think she's going to get her yellow belt very soon. Wow. Um, anyway. Do you call him sensei? <clears throat> no. Sir. I think no. Uh, yeah, they just say yes, sir. And then at the end they have to turn and bow to all the parents and say thank you for bringing me here. It's pretty Gosh. cute. That almost got me. It's it pretty didn't. cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have anything to say about Penny, really. She's still super cute and learning like 40 new words a day, it seems. Just, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> and then for me, outside of kids, I just finished taking a five-week writing class that teaches you how to write just a, just one scene and all the elements that a scene is supposed to have and... So now that's fun. I have something like real that looks like a real script that is mine. That is awesome. Um, What's it called? I called it Clean Up on Register 3 or maybe Clean Up at Register 3. That creates a mom, lot of images. It's a, it's a mom in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. new mom in a grocery store. Oh. oh. <laughs> what did she that. spell? <laughs> Herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my check-in. Um, Jess, I did not say in my check-in how old the girls are. We used to tell everyone how old your girls are. Yeah. Um, my girls are Ella is eleven, Addie is eight, and Imogen is four. I love their names, except because they all are kind of similar in a way. Like I. Nobody in my house ever gets called the right name. Uh-huh. And our dog's <laughs> name is Billy. So we've got, well, Ella just recently decided to be called Ella. We were calling her Ellie, but she decided on Ella. So that's a good, that's a good thing. But we've, we had Ellie, Billy, <laughs> Billy, Addie, Emmy, Emmy Jesse. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh-huh. Um, like, what did we and do? And now Cody. Yeah. Oh, Cody. Yeah. He's Co- a part of your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's important. He's very important. Yeah. He's part of, yeah, your structure. Oh, my gosh. It's going to save my life. Okay. So where should we start? How long were you guys married before you had? Um, Two years. Because you were already, how old were you when you guys got married? I was 30. So you were... You guys were probably going to have kids yeah. decently. Yeah. I knew that we wanted to go there fairly soon. But I had started an arts therapy program in the Bay Area the year after we got married. And I really wanted to finish that at 
art therapy with an emphasis on movement mm-hmm. and cool. got a year through that. And actually at the very end of the first year, I found out I was pregnant and I was sort of bummed because I knew that I just would have to press pause on it for quite a bit because we knew we didn't want to wait too long between having other kids. We knew that we didn't want to just have one. Right. But yeah, she was born September of 2011 and we got married July of 2009. We had bought our first house and, you know, doing all the right adulting things, right. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> But things had started to really pick up in in his career, and we felt more stable to be able to buy a home, and which is, you know, it's not an easy thing to do in Los Angeles. But so we were really grateful to be able to to do that mm-hmm. before we had kids. Yeah. So yeah. So you had your first kid in 2011. Yep, 2011. What happened next? Gosh, I like, I honestly, I feel like it's all a blur. You know, I, I just was, we decided for me to be fully stay at home. Mm-hmm. I was still pursuing some acting at that point. I think I only had a, a commercial agent. Um, was it hard for you to, did you battle that, mm-hmm. the stay at home versus the losing your outlets or trying to keep? Yeah. I mean, we had decided that once we did start having kids that I would probably really scale back on kind of the pursuit of that career. So when I had her, I mean, I, and honestly, I, I wasn't auditioning a ton anyway, and it really was at that point, just commercial stuff. And which for me as a, as an actress, as an artist, it was not fulfilling at all. Yeah. You're just like, I mean, literally, sometimes I would go to an audition and they just want to take a picture of your face, like with your eyes closed. And then you turn to the side and they want to see your profile. And that's That's it. it. So, yeah, so that, and that was fine. So it felt very kind of natural and like fully what I should do is just like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't need to be the focus right now. Like, let it go for now. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. So I just stayed home with Ella. I, I mean, it was so good for me in that in that time to be in my own home. You know, like I said, we had bought our first house and we had a beautiful park just down the road. So I would walk daily with her, even as a tiny baby. Um, gosh. And, and the neat thing was that I, I had a handful of close girlfriends that all had kids within like five months of, oh, of me. Great. That's awesome. Game changer. Yeah. I mean, so that, so we just did, we just did baby together, like, and, you know, figured that out. And I, I would say, well, at least two of, two of my girlfriends that I'm thinking of, it was their first as well, which is another thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, going from one to two is a different, different. it's a different thing because you've already been through it once. So just a lot of time at the park, I joined the Y and so they have childcare and that was amazing because I could, at two hours, you could drop your kid off Mm -hmm. and I would usually take a yoga class or the treadmill for an hour and then I would sit and read. There was a nice like outdoor patio. So that was good. That was life-giving. And then I just started to find other things. Like I... I went to a Bible study once a week and they also had child care. And so mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel like I kind of just learned to find. Got in a groove. Yeah. Time. To find the groove that was good for me. And I, I cooked all the time. 
Buzz's studio was in the back. And so he was working out of the home, which had its challenges actually, but we did figure that part of our family life out. I cooked for a lot of songwriters and artists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was fun for me to give that to people because I, especially in LA, it's like so many of the people that Buzz was working with were so young. And so for them to be in a home Mm -hmm. with a family that has a baby was so weird and foreign to them, but so, so neat at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then- so Addie then was born in 2014, early Fe- February. So yeah, I was just off to the races with the second. And it was just kind of the same thing. We were just in the groove of like, this is, yeah. I am full-time mom. And I did end up getting a babysitter a couple days a week so I could have a chunk of time to just go run errands by myself or go yeah. get a massage Anything. every once in a while. Yeah. Stare at a wall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, Joy just covered a couple weeks ago something about the why, and I was wondering if Ella, when you would drop her off, was she cool with that, or did she struggle with that initially? Initially, she definitely struggled. She was a really – I don't know if colicky was really her thing, but she was very, very fussy. Mm -hmm. Definitely when she was first born, probably until about four months, five months. And, I mean, up until the time she was almost two and a half – the child would just scream every Mm -hmm. time I put her in the car seat. Mm -hmm. So there was like, it was traumatic to drive Mm -hmm. to the, the why. (laughs) Anyway, but we, we, we figured all of that out. We got through that. I mean, the seasons pass, they they really do pass quickly. It's just Mm -hmm. when you're in it, especially day to day is just Mm -hmm. like the, that's the, the grind. Yeah. Yeah. So at first I would say for a good couple months, she cried a lot. When I would drop her off, most of the time, you know, the babysitters or the workers in, in the childcare area would try to deal with it. Yeah. But th- I definitely got pulled from, yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. Your from, 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 from my moments, mm-hmm. <laughs> from your reading times. Um, but then she, it just became a place that she knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was, and then it was completely fine. And we would talk about it every time we would drive. I, I mean, I would just be like, <laughs> This is mommy's time. (laughs) If you don't want mommy to hurt you, you need to give mommy her time. (laughs) We, uh, Parker, um, to, we do like a process, like a hug. Well, not a process. Let me chill out again. But now he just, it's like a hug and a pinky promise. I'll pick you up after school with apple juice and a snack, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And if I forget the pinky promise, which I have like the last three times, he's Mm -hmm. like, wait, can you hug me? And pinky promise. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Yeah. Which is really cute. And oh, I it's so it. cute. I, we, Emmy yeah. and I have that. We, we do three kisses and then three hugs. And uh-huh. it, I don't, it is like magic. Yeah. It's just like she can, Safety. she can flip where she's at if she's having a hard time after yeah. we do that. Like it's pretty, she's pretty good. She your favorite. Oh God, don't <laughs> even go there. You have no idea what that word is like in my house. Oh, I mean, gosh. it's like ge- a generational the, yeah. situation. Yeah, and my and my older two have been telling me. Oh, I'm getting she's it from Ava. Yeah, I get it from Ava all the time about Penny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was the baby, so yeah. yeah so you too. were the favorite. Yeah, I was everybody. <laughs> hey, moms. Pardon the interruption. Just wondering if you've ever found yourself like on a random Tuesday with nothing planned for dinner and a pit in your stomach, guilt that you're about to order pizza for the seventh time in two weeks. I've I've never done that. I'm just wondering if 
if you've ever done that? Well, what if you could have something like, I don't know, handmade pasta, sauce, meatballs, ready to heat and serve in like four minutes? Then you should check out Mr. Aaron's Goods. It's really good. So aptly named. I was looking and they have all the best versions of all the things like these chips that are amazing, um, like potato chips, the best beans, the best cheese. Sometimes they have incredible locks, um, bagels that are handmade from scratch locally, all this stuff, like literally all the best things. It's family owned and operated. The whole thing could not be cuter. And for a limited time, mom cult listeners get 20% off their entire purchase. Just use code mom cult to check out on Mr. Aaron's goods.com. That's M R A A R O N S G O O D S.com. They offer pickup Monday through Friday at TKO in East Nashville, free delivery in East Nashville on Saturdays. Just use code mom cult on Mr. Aaron's goods.com and get the goods delivered right to your door. I mean, given that you live in the greater Nashville area, I'm sure they're going to expand beyond that soon, but you're shit out of luck if you're not here. Okay. Thanks guys. When you found out you're pregnant with Emmy, what, what was going through your head? Emmy, Emmy the third. Mm -hmm. I just asked because we were just talking about Addie and I just wanted to make sure you had the right name. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, well, I... I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Um, mostly because it, I mean, it's actually pretty personal. Like mm -hmm. Buzz and I were in a, like the roughest point in our marriage up to that time. And so I was shocked. And I jokingly say, <laughs> I literally don't even know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I found out, I really actually felt a deep sense of peace. Mm -hmm. that, that's the only way that I feel like I could describe it. Like it was just, she was supposed to, supposed to be. be. Mm -hmm. And I don't put this on her. I would never tell any of my kids this story. But, you know, after she was born... My my friend Sheila was holding her. I mean, she must have. She was probably only about two months old, and she was my easiest baby. Mm -hmm. And she just she brought joy to people. Like to hold her was just it was easy. Mm -hmm. To care for her was easy for me, and which makes it. A pleasure. It exactly. Like, oh, I enjoy taking care of you. Exactly. It's easy. And she, right, <laughs> right. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much to, to learn from that and looking back at what it was like with the other two for mm -hmm. me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But my, back to my friend holding her, it was this moment because she was that for other people too. Like she right. just, everybody just wanted like a piece of her. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it was a kind of a prophetic moment in a way. Sheila just looked at me. I was sitting next to her. She was holding Emmy. And she goes, gosh, this girl is like glue. And it was like, it, it, that also hit me. It, it, in kind of a similar way that I felt the peace like mm -hmm. in my spirit, like my gut, when I found out I was pregnant. Um, it was like, yeah. And I really do think that like God used, used, used it to like be, you know, let's like, let's keep, you guys let's together. keep together here. Mm -hmm. Like let's, let's really do the hard work. And, um, yeah, 
I, I struggle with that story, honestly, because I don't, it is n- obviously not her responsibility. Like it right. was not, I would never You're not want like her holding to her feel, to that. yes, I don't want to hold her to right. that. And I, so anyway, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just, it's, it's a thing with my kids that mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so thankful that she came into our lives that, you know, we were meant to be her parents and, and that I did get pregnant in a time that was pretty tumultuous and really, right. really difficult. Um, she beat the odds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like that with Penny for sure, just because of everything that was going on during my pregnancy. Her ultrasound photos, she always just had the most angry looking face, just <laughs> scrunched up nose, just looked so pissed. <laughs> but when I remember talking to Jeremy about, you know, you start trying to imagine like how this kid is going to be different than the one that you know. Yeah. And just a different version of a human that we're going to make. And I remember telling Jeremy, I said, I think she's just going to be so precious. The word precious was the only thing that I was like, I think she's just going to destroy us with how precious she is. Yeah, she is. That is exactly what she does. Yep. But same idea of bringing this soul into the world that's Mm -hmm. just brings so much light and uh, that she did that at a really dark time mm-hmm. was was uh, just beautiful, <laughs> just poetic. <laughs> how many Dramatic. how many um, years did Buzz get with Emmy before he passed? Well, she turned to November twenty second, and he passed away September twenty eighth. <laughs> Wild. Mm-hmm. How much time did you have between his diagnosis and his passing? Nine weeks and a day. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I laugh because it's so sad. Um, yeah, I mean, so sort of the continuation of, you know, a difficult long season in, in our marriage that we really had gotten to the other side of, um, we both just felt so much hope and we both were doing a lot of really, really hard work inside and out. I mean, had to do with exercise and therapy and, you know, a little bit better of a structured family time. That was a challenge for us to find in, yeah, in his sure. career. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were really on, on a new trajectory, a new part of our journey as a couple, as mm-hmm. as a married couple, and then obviously as a family of five. And, you know, I will say he was, he was, he was pretty depressed, even though there was like so much good that was coming out of all the work that we were doing. He, he was pretty depressed and he couldn't really figure out why. So he was, I mean, he was diving into that. He was actually looking into the possibility of some sort of medication to help with that, which he was very against that for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, He personally didn't feel comfortable with going that route. And, oh gosh, I mean, we were celebrating our 10-year anniversary in July of 2019. And we always tried to do some sort of a trip, just he and I for our anniversaries. And 
it was up in the air. We knew we wanted to do something a little bit more extravagant because it was 10, you know, it's a Why not? big number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of up in the air because he had this work writing camp that he was trying to sort out doing. And so we ended up booking the trip pretty last minute. But the writing camp was in Cabo, and so it was perfect. I got to just fly to Cabo, and we stayed in a beautiful resort. And we were there eight days. And um, yes, that was, I think I met him maybe the day after our anniversary. I can't remember. But we were there alone for eight days. The girls were with my mom and stepdad. And we, because of the last minute booking, we had to fly separately. We landed at LAX about the same, around the same time, but we, you know, we had to go through customs and all of that because we were in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And there was this period of time where I couldn't get a hold of him, which was not normal at all. Like, I mean, he was always very, very available on his phone. And it it did concern me for a minute because it was like almost an hour where we couldn't reach each other. I mean, I feel like there there are so many details that honestly don't really matter. What ended up happening is that he started to feel really, really sick. And when we were driving home, a friend of ours had come to pick us up. We were driving home on in rush hour traffic (laughs) on a Friday from LAX. Mm. And he, there, there just was clearly something really wrong. He yeah. was, his speech was slurred. He was like kind of singing when he would speak. And he kept saying, do you guys smell that? Like I, I smell a chemical. Like I don't, I feel really sick. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to throw up. And, and, but he could, but he also couldn't like communicate properly. Right. I, I mean, and I, just, like, I just immediately knew there was something really, really wrong. <clears throat> And I, I texted actually our, our dear friends, our pastor and his wife, because I knew they would possibly be available to come help if needed. Mm-hmm. I just said, I think Buzz is having a stroke and we're going to go to the ER in, in Pasadena. And they dropped everything and actually Terry came um, and met us there. And oh, by the time we got to the ER, he couldn't walk. So I had to go, (laughs) I had to go get a wheelchair. And finally we got him in and he ended up having a grand mal seizure on the floor of the emergency room. And it was just awful and really, really scary and traumatic. And I mean, you know, the emergency room was full. Mm -hmm. So all these people witnessed it. And, you know, I was like, man, I, I mean, I was so in shock after that happened. I mean, they came out and they took him back and intubated him straight away Mm -hmm. because his body couldn't handle the seizure state. But I honestly had no idea if I was going to be walking back to him being gone then. Mm -hmm. But yeah, three days after that, he was, you know, admitted to the ICU and they took him off the life support about 24 hours after it happened and it had several scans. And so they saw that there were masses on his brain. So we knew that had something to do with what had happened. And he had a biopsy and then we got the diagnosis of glioblastoma, which is, I mean, it's, it's terminal. There's no, there is no cure for that disease. Are they Um, able to gauge when they look at those scans, are they able to say how long they think 
as far as the rate of growth of an average tumor, are they able to go? He's probably had these for X mm-hmm. amount of years. Yeah. Our first meeting with the oncologist at City of Hope, we chose to do treatment there because nobody would do surgery because the tumors were so big. And this type of cancer, the way that it grows, it digs. It's kind of like tentacles that dig into the tissue. And so when you do a surgery, you're removing brain tissue. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, that's part of like the reason why this disease is, is terminal. Like People, yeah. people can't survive when you're taking parts of their brain out or a lot of times people become paralyzed or just become a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they don't wake up and are just in a coma until you decide to take yeah. them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I mean, we literally just through the graciousness of so many people in the music industry had connections with I mean, the the best best of the best of the best all over the world. And, you know, we, we did a real deep dive into what we thought was best Mm -hmm. to do for treatment or not, you know, because that was a choice as well to not go through chemo and radiation. But the first day that we had our appointment with our oncologist, she pulled the scans up and she said, these tumors have been here for at least 10 years. That's wild. Which was, I mean, my whole marriage. Yeah. And it was just the depression. There weren't, did you say there were no headaches? I mean, like not really. No, not really. Um, wow. I mean, there, there were, I mean, I can look back sure. on some of the struggles that we had and some mm-hmm. of the personality things that were really difficult and go, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've done a lot of research and it's it's crazy. It's sort of one of those things where it's like you buy a blue car and you see the same blue car everywhere. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he got sick, it was like there were all these people coming through the woodwork that either knew someone or mm-hmm. lost someone to glioblastoma. And I um you I've heard many, many stories that have similar like trajectory of of um mm-hmm. things even personality-wise being exactly. di- difficult to mm-hmm. deal with. To deal yeah. with, yeah. And and that was the biggest thing. There just were there were some behavioral things that you know that were really really challenging mm-hmm. um to work through, right? And every every relationship has that, right? 100%. Every. Yes. <laughs> totally. I I feel like my story is We it, all have tumors. <laughs> right. I mean, I and you know, but I I tell people when I when I talk about our story, I just am like I feel so blessed and fortunate that I can look back on the t- the 10 years and the struggles that we did have and the life that we lived and go Things were really, really hard at times. Yeah. Well, it also probably lets you not carry as much as resentment about those oh, times. Oh, I have. Because I now mean, you have something to go. Yeah. Oh. I I feel so lucky, blessed, all the those things yeah. like that. I can go. It was. It, he was sick. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's just you. You know. Every story is is different. Every relationship is different. I I do. There's. There's a piece of mine again that that I do just feel so fortunate that I have I have that because it is healing for mm-hmm. me. It helps me understand a lot about who he was and how how I 
handled things. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So 10 years, it's pretty, pretty wild. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, and, and I do, I think it, it wasn't just in our relationship that, um, the tumor had its, you know, it's havoc, wreaked yeah. its havoc yeah. on. I mean, it definitely, I feel affected the way that he fathered the girls. Um, but I will tell you as fast as it all went, it was like, you know, he knew he was not going to make it. We didn't know how long it right. was going to be. I mean, we believed for a miracle. We mm -hmm. really did. We really did. We, we really had faith that that was a possibility in our scenario, but in the nine weeks that he was going through, he was sick and like really sick. And the seizure is what put the tumors on a different level. Like, I don't know how gotcha. that really works. And yeah. then, but, and then also with all the medications, the steroids and the things that he was on, as well as the chemo pills and the radiation, it just, it, it was really, he just deteriorated really fast, but mm -hmm. he was also so connected. He was so right. connected to God. And it was just like, he had a hard time really connecting with people face to face, but he would hold the girls and just speak words of life and love into their ears. And I feel like somehow in that short time frame, he almost like redeemed Mm-hmm. Any difficult stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have this series of beautiful videos that oh, our God, pastor Terry and yeah, and our friend Miles. What's uh, the first one put that together? They'll watch. Well, I actually just showed one to Ella last night about not comparing yourself to other people. <laughs> Running your race. He gave the analogy of the runner in chariots of fire, how he would, he was made fun of because he looked up, but he just, he, he knew the end point and he looked up to bask in the glory of God. And he didn't look to the right or to the left. And he just encouraged them to, to not play the comparison game. Is she dealing with that right now? With you like, know, friends or yeah, school or it's, it's, I just was telling, I told one of my best friends last night, actually, that I had just showed her that before bed, we were laying in bed, just talking. And I showed her the video. Cause I, I just felt, I felt prompted to, to share with her. And I didn't really know that there was anything specific, but she, she just started crying one, because I think it just made her sad to see yeah. him, mm -hmm. but two, because I think she just needed those words right then. And she started, she's an artist and she is like, she is so like, she lives and breathes creativity. I don't know how else to describe it. And so school is kind of hard for her. It's hard mm -hmm. to really focus on things she doesn't really care about. Right. And she also needs the stimulus of what whatever it is, drawing or painting or um something not movement just inside your head. Right. Yeah. Um and I she told me that she's been she's felt that some of her classmates were being really hard on her because 
ultimately what they're trying to do is encourage her to focus and get the work done or listen or whatever it is because she just doodles when there are lessons or things being taught or you're supposed to be working on a worksheet, but she doodles. And I think she has just a handful of friends like at her table that are being hard on her about it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just feel like they're judging me. She's like, I need to do this to be able to learn. And it's just how I am. And I feel like they're not, I'm paraphrasing this, but she basically, she said, I feel like they're not seeing me who I am. Mm. They just want me to be like them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And man, these videos, I mean, there's one for each of the girls on their wedding day. Mm -hmm. He, yeah, there's several for me and friends and family and it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible gift to have enough time and for Mm -hmm. someone to have had the forethought to go. Yeah. We need to get these. We need to get these Mm -hmm. done. These need to be a priority. Yeah. 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 And, and really the most important ones to me are for the girls. Yeah. Because we all got to live 43 years with him. I mean, I was only married to him for 10, but the other people that will see the videos, it's like they got to live more life with him. Yeah. Yeah. And the girls didn't get to have a full life with their dad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So thankful that those got made and that he was lucid enough to be able to I mean, he just, he was so, like I said, connected. Mm -hmm. It was wild. Yeah. Um, My brother uh, passed away young also, and he left letters for his daughter, Mm -hmm. um, but didn't, it was sudden. He didn't know. He just had done that, like, preemptively. Um, And those letters, one I think, I think was on her 16th birthday, they're like milestone moments in her life. Like, Mm -hmm. they make impacts beyond, so I can't imagine what a video would be like. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's really special. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forwarding to after his passing and then deciding to move back here, mm-hmm. you know, pandemic, all of the, the, those biggest like grief pockets. Now that you're kind of three years out of that, I'm just interested in how just motherhood, how that feels different positive and negatives of Mm -hmm. doing it on your own now. Yeah. You know, I just want to say we are good. We are really good. Since we've been in Nashville, I have felt like the girls and I have just been held. Um, We really, we've had some close friends from California that left around the same time that we did that are now living within minutes of us. So that's been huge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the sweet home that we live in is it's just beautiful. It's really inspiring. It feels really peaceful. And I I just feel like God just sort of almost ushered us into to this Nashville community. I mean, it it has to do with music, but it also has to do with our church community and our school community and it's just like I feel like that verse in the Bible that talks about taking care of the widows and the orphans, like I have never wanted to feel like a victim. And so I've been really just prayerful about never feeling like people feel obligated to help out or do whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. just, so I say that because it's just everybody just, they just give to us. They give their time and they, they make me feel like I can 
call or text at the and they would be there at the drop of a hat. Like I just know that we have those people in yeah. our life. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just start out saying that. I mean, I'm blown away by that grace, like what that is for me and the girls. The hardest thing for me has been taking care of myself mm-hmm. because obviously I have grief and trauma. Just a, probably just a little bit. It's like, <laughs> like a smidge. <laughs> hey, can we? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have an accident. Yeah, I need to pee. go to the bathroom too. Go, 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 go. No, no, that's okay. I actually was thinking the same thing. Hey, Mom Cult listener. I just got back from a sippy, so this going to be real country. Real quick, what would you think about knocking something off your to-do list while you take a three-minute break? You can do that at Kim Express Car Wash. Close your eyes, black out the world while your car gets super clean. And you didn't hear it from me, but they offer this Camel Clean Car Guarantee, where if you're not entirely satisfied with your wash, you can wash again for free. So technically, you could get a six-minute break. And today you can get that completely free because you listen to Mom Cult. For a limited time, Mom Cult listeners try their best wash free. Their best wash, a $25 value, free. All you do is text code MOMCULT to 30400 and try them out. Visit CamelExpress.com to find your camel today. Camel Express Car Wash, delivering the greatest car wash experience every single time. Bringing it back to some sweetness, right? Yeah. Um, have you a little laugh is good. Have you been finding ways to get more of that in your day to day, taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like in the beginning we were all in such a fog, and then the pandemic hit, and I just was kind of coasting, and and that was okay, you know. And then ultimately, when I decided to move here, I I think because I really felt like I had landed. It had been a year after his passing that we moved. And I think because I, I felt grounded in this new home that I just knew that we were supposed to be in, it kind of allowed like me to fall apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what I've tried to hold on to as I parent the girls is just like, it is okay to not be okay. It is okay to actually be really angry. I mean, like Addie, my middle, that was her thing. Like her, I feel like the one word that would describe how her grief played out was through her anger. And man, I mean, physical, she was physical with all of us. She would have these tantrums. I mean, and she was seven, she would have these tantrums that would just completely affect the entire house. Yeah. The whole atmosphere of of everything. (laughs) And then, you know, the ripple effects of that for sometimes days, the sweet, sweet thing just had no, you know, you can't name why you're reacting when your sister just tells you no Mm -hmm. in this way or why she would get so angry with me if I didn't do X, Y, or Z, you know, but that was happening. I mean, and that's just one example with her, but I, I mean, I have enough, I think awareness, but also just psychological background, you know, mm-hmm. with the studies that I did with art therapy and doing so many years of of therapy myself. Sure. That I could see 
that there was a bigger something going on. And of course it's attached to her grief and I didn't do it well every time at all. Trust me. I lost my mind on that child multiple, multiple times, but it would always, I would always come back with, I'm really sorry that I handled this the way that I did. Mm -hmm. And then just giving, giving her validation that it's actually okay to feel what you're feeling and trying to direct her in like, maybe this has something to do with you being really sad inside. Yeah. Maybe that anger has, I mean, and I, she was actually seeing a therapist at, she and Ella were both seeing a therapist for about a year after we moved here. So I was getting tools and getting advice from, from the therapist too, but ultimately just being able to be okay with big, big feelings and big, big responses is kind of the thing that I've had to, I've had to learn. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I've had to learn the hard way. I've just had to learn it <laughs> right? Yeah. because our life has been hard for a period of time. Yeah. And Again, that's that's just okay. But yeah, it's hard for me because I just I want to. I'm the type of personality that can see where we're going. I can, like, mm-hmm. can we just get? Yeah, there? I, and I just want to <laughs> skip the whole process. But that's not how life works, right? Yeah. No, then nobody learns anything anyway. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's just it's time has been the healer for us, yeah. and I I know that grief will always be there for all four of us and for his family and for my family. I was going to say, if it wasn't now, they're going to learn. They're going to deal with deep grief at some point yeah, in their life. They, they just, will have to face it at some will, point. Yes. Yeah, if now, it's not now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got, they're building such resilience they aren't even yeah. aware of. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be like. they are so strong. They are so strong. And part of that is because of who Buzz and I are and were, you know? Mm-hmm. If any of you knew, well, I know you guys both knew Buzz. He was a big, big, presence. intense presence mm-hmm. in for better or for worse, like just a powerhouse of a human being. And they they have that. Yeah. So. Um, you mentioned uh, Cody <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back. She almost spit her drink out. You mentioned that, yeah. He had uh, some thoughts maybe on what to do after after um, medication for yourself. Do you um, do you have any? She's I, I'm, what, I'm those still recovering from the fact that she brought Cody back <laughs> because I just, when we took the bathroom break, all I was thinking about was my new best friend, Cody. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is going to find this as funny as we do, but okay. So what did he, sorry, say, ask the question one more time. He gave you the advice or you said you guys were talking about when you were gabbing, you were talking about (laughs) what you might do after medication to take care of yourself or Mm -hmm. to heal. And I wondered if you had gotten on any talking points, like what that would look like or. Yeah. Well, the goal is to, for, for me personally, my conviction is to be able to not need to be on medication. And I just, I have felt like I've needed it over this last three and a half years or whatever it's been. And yeah, we began the conversation of just, you know, it's the whole body. It's the body, mind, spirit, emotions. 
and how all of that is tied. He basically said, let's let's get through the holidays because there's just a lot of triggers, a lot the of triggers <laughs> over the holidays <laughs> being with my family, probably uh-huh. being the with some of us as family, getting yes. out of routine, all, all no the school. things <laughs> and, and the stress and expectations of, mm-hmm. you know, having the perfect Christmas because yeah. that's what our society tells us we need to do for our children, right? Yeah. So he said, let's get through the holidays and we'll double um, your double your dosage through the holidays. We'll crank it up and then crank we'll crank it up and then off. we'll just cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's right, right? Oh. And then <laughs> let's see how hard you crash. So his suggestion was um because at the clinic that he works at, they do whole body assessment. So you get your hormones tested, you get your digestive and body biome like looked at and cool. and figured out. So it just goes into diet and the type of exercise that is best for your body type mm-hmm. and your emotions and making sure your hormones are all functioning the way that they're supposed to. So, you know, again, Cody, geez, you just, he just was who I needed to talk to today because it just, it gave me like, he gave me like two time frames. That I just can like think about and look forward to. It's like, yes, Jess, just get through the holidays. Right. Like doable. We're giving you doable chunks. Yes, doable manage. tasks, doable yeah. things. And and I will say that that like that kind of mindset has been a theme that has been really coming up lately mm-hmm. for me of like, if I know like I need to do these two things today right. and don't look beyond just look up, bro. Just yeah, just look, look up, up. just Keep run your forward. race. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, da, 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 you know, da, da, yes, that's how exactly. Um, yeah. So through the holidays, and then we're gonna test my my poop. We're gonna test my poop <laughs> as one does. That's really what you should have started with when she said, "What did else did Cody tell you?" Well, she said, "Well, he's gonna test my poop." Step one. That's I was why tra- you were thinking kept- about him when you went to the bathroom. Well, makes sense. Sure. Step one: fecal oh. study. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. That should be the first step for anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I. You know what? I think just to kind of wrap that up, it's mm-hmm. like what I'm just. I really am. I think about a lot is what they tell you on an airplane of like, if we crash, if we land in the ocean. You know, put your mask on yeah. before you put your kids on. And that, like, that's what's happening for me right now. And I don't necessarily think I fully failed at that in the last however many years. But I, but I do know that as a mother, like, my job is to take care of myself first. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a good place to start. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you have guilt involved in in transitioning that or because of the trauma you're like, no, this we have to live this way or else this is all falling apart because Yeah. I mean I, I think my answer would have been different five yeah, years ago. Right, you right, know what I yeah. mean? Truly. Yeah. But because of how things have played out in my story, it's just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> This is the way if, it's if you, be. You, you know, you're going to be forced to do that at some point, right? right? Yeah. And, and yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. you're doing a real swell job. 
Real swell. Thanks, Joy, who I really haven't even seen in the last hey, two years. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Between COVID and the baby. I get it. Those no. are two giant I am joking. Uh, facets. I the know, good thing I, about your friendship is like, I literally, I mean, I really haven't seen you in almost no. two years. Yeah. But it I don't, it just doesn't feel like well, that at all. Well, you lived in LA for so long yeah. or in California for so long that I'm used to, I got used to a long time ago, used to not seeing, seeing physically yeah. seeing you. Yeah. But um, I definitely, after the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a real busy couple of months. I don't really know. You should, you should um, call no, Cody too. I should call Cody. Um, um, thank you so much for being here mm-hmm. today. I love you. Thank yeah. you for being vulnerable and sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you for, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, wait, what is, well, I'm blanking at that's from. Uh, you've got mail. Oh, yes. Oh, so good. I'll never get tired of that movie. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to watch that tonight. Ooh. You've seen. Yeah. <laughs> watch it again. Okay. No, no, no. I've watched it like 10,000 times. I just wanted to be like, sure. oh, good God, we're going to have to throw all this away. <laughs>